Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf <coughs> is daf Lamed Ches in Yuma from the Mishnah. Yesterday we learned the uh, people. We learned about the people who were mentioned for praise because they had donated gold or various items to the base of Mikdash, and now we'll learn the ones who were not praised. The opposite. Be'elul Ignai. The following people were mentioned for shame. So basically, all this Gemara, this whole. This whole page, basically, we had our back in Shkolem, Dafyud Dalid, it was mentioned there too. So the following people mentioned for Gnai, Beis Garmo, Lo They were the experts in how to uh, bake and um, remove the, the Lechem Aponim, the breads, from the ovens. They were experts in that, and they didn't want to teach anybody else. They kept the secret to themselves. So because of that, they were at least mentioned initially for, uh, for shame. Uh, and we'll, more will expand on this. Shabbat Saftinus, in that family, they didn't want to teach anybody how to do the incense. As we'll see, they, the, uh, they had the proper ingredients, but they were missing the mala oshan, the, uh, the smoke razor, the, the, the ingredient, the, the herb that was able to make the smoke of the incense rise directly up. Hugris ben Levi, he was from the family of Levium. It doesn't mean Rashi says not that his na- father's name was Levi, but he was from the Levium. He was the uh, leader of the singers. He was like the uh, the main singer. Hayyadeh Perak Bashir. Perak Bashir either means he knew how to how to sing. He had a certain way of singing. Or some say that Perak Bashir means there were various uh, uh, chapters in the songs, and he didn't want to teach anybody else the song that he knew. Uh, he didn't want to teach anybody else. So all these people were mentioned apparently for shame. And the last one is Ben Kamser. Ben Kamser, Lo Rotzlamid Al Maisaksav. He was an expert scribe, and he was able to um, he was able to teach uh, to, to, he was able to write four different letters with four uh, pens in one hand. He was able to hold four pens between his fingers and write four different letters. Nobody else could do that. I'll have shown him the pushup shot in the mission is on the earlier ones, the ones mentioned in the previous mention, Munbaz and his mother Helene, and Ben Gamla and Ben Cotton and uh, Nickner, all those who donated good things to the base makers, they were praiseworthy. And and uh, on them it says Nemar Zechel Sarkavacha, the Pasik and Mishle, the a a tzaddik, a righteous person will be mentioned with for blessing. Baal Elu, and apparently it means on these and this Mishnah who were mentioned for shame, the name of the evildoers will rot. That's the heart of the Pashib shot. We'll see another shot in the Gemara that the Rishon, uh, Nirkov is only going on the last one, Ben Kamser, who didn't want to teach the other people how to write because the other ones all had excuses, as we'll see. Tanar Baram. Again, this is the Gemara we had in Shkolem, Daf Yudal. They didn't want to teach anybody else. Shalchul Chachamim. The Chachamim sent, they said, this isn't fair, they have a monopoly. They brought expert craftsmen, bakers from Alexandria. They knew how to bake. They didn't know how to remove it. They didn't know how to remove it. Farsham explained that the Lechem upon him was not like a simple matzah, but it was like it's sort of in the shape of a boat. It had like, or like a broken box. It had sides to it. If you look at it for diagrams of Lechem upon him, it shows that. Now, what the problem was is that they weren't able, they were able to bake it, but they weren't able to remove it from the oven without breaking it. So, they couldn't remove it. The other one, the people in Alexandria, they would bake it on the outside, 
All right, they would they would they would heat the oven up on the outside on the outside of the oven and bacon on the outside of the oven and it wouldn't it wouldn't work very well and the halaluma sikin bifnim bofnim and the and the uh, the base um, the base garmo they were able to bake it on the inside and uh, they would in the same place where the oven was heated up and they would bake it on the inside and therefore halalu pita nafshos the ones the metafeshes the ones from Alexandria. Their breads uh, became moldy because they couldn't bake it on the inside well, and it was all on the outside because if they baked it on the inside, it would fall apart. So they baked it on the outside, and it turned moldy. But the ones who baked garment ordered them properly. Over there, we had in Shkallim, we mentioned over there that what's shot they did it on the inside. They had an insert. Today, we understand what an insert is, meaning they baked it on the inside. The fire was on the inside. The fuel was on the inside, and they had an insert and therefore, the, the, the put the, they put the insert in the oven, and the bread was baked on the outside of the insert, but inside the oven. And that was the uh, trick that the base garma knew how to do, and, uh, but they, they didn't want to teach anybody else how to do it. They didn't show anybody else how to do it. They kept that secret to themselves. And it didn't work. The Chacham tried to break their monopoly and bring in others. They couldn't do it. Kishem Chamedover, when the Chacham realized that this wouldn't work. Amru, Hashem made everything for his own honor, even though it seems not fair that these guys have monopoly. But the Pesach says, everything Hashem made is for his honor. Whoever called in my name, for my honor, I've created him for my own honor. So therefore, we have to listen. Hashem wants us to do it this way. We don't have any of the choice. So they asked Beis Garmer to, to uh, they re-sign them. They didn't want to come. This is what happens, right? When you, uh, when you put people in a bad position, they said, okay, fine, now you need us. We're going to double our, we want to double our, our salary. And they, then they came and they doubled their salary. They had no choice. They used to take $1,200 a day. Now they took $2,400. They used to take a lot more, $2,400. Now they take $4,800. Whatever, we'll find many times that he doubles the amount. In any case, in any case, that was the story. So the Chum said, you know, why did you do this? You think it's fair that you, uh, that you have a monopoly and you're charging so much and we have no choice? Why don't you teach other Jews how to do it? What did you do? What do you see? Why aren't you willing to teach anybody else? I mean, the obvious reason is, is they have a monopoly and therefore they're taking advantage because the money was all paid from the public funds, from the Truma Salishka, said Rashi. So, they're taking advantage of, of, uh, of the Jewish people. The Chum says, they told them, no. The reason we didn't, we have a tradition in our family, we know that the Beisamish is going to be destroyed. So our parents have taught us. We're afraid that somebody will learn how to do this operation of baking the lechem upon him. A person who's improper, and he's going to do Avodah's Chavim. In other words, when the basement will be destroyed, they'll do the same Avodah to their gods. And therefore, we're afraid of that. Um, they'll, 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 again, they'll serve the Avodah's The same thing with lechem upon him. And the following things, so they had an excuse did the Chum accept it or not? From the Pashm Shah and the Mishnah Masha, the Chum didn't accept that answer. But still, even though they were mentioned for, for shame, uh, they were shame worthy uh, because they didn't want to teach anybody else. But one thing we have to give them praise they never had, in their family, their children never had any fresh bread. 
Shalom, that people shouldn't say, they're eating from Lysa. In other words, they had the monopoly on it, so you might think, fine, they'll take some home and give it to their children. No. In their house, there was always, a, there was always black bread or stale bread, so people shouldn't talk about them. To fulfill the Pesach in, in the Chumash, it says, you should be innocent from Hashem and Yisrael. In other words, you always have to make it look even if even if you are innocent, it's not enough to look in. It's not enough to, to be innocent. You have to give the appearance, what we call today transparency, right? You have to show everybody that what you're oh, doing God. is 100 percent honest. Yeah. Right. And now the same story that we have the base garmo about the lechem upon him. We have the same story with base aftinus again. This is the same gemara and shkom. So base aftinus loras lamrasek tos. They didn't want to teach him how to do the how, how to do the incense. In other words, to identify the proper ingredients, the achadasar samanim, the the eleven ingredients, and how to mix them proportionally, etc. Talking about base aftinus, they became maisektaris. They were experts in how to how to make the ktoris and how to compound the incense. So they didn't want to teach anybody else. Just like the story with the with the lechem upon him, the chum sent to to get bring craftsmen to bring experts uh, from Alexandria. They knew how to compound it, but they weren't able to make the incense rise. In the, the smoke column from the incense, when it was being burned, when it was smoked, they couldn't make it rise. Shalalalu metamar va'ola kamakal. The ones of base of tinus, the smoke would rise like a straight up like a stick, ramrod, straight like a stick. Shalalalu mafzilakanakan. But the the Alexandrians, the smoke would come up, but it wouldn't go straight up. It would go in all directions. Usham chamadavar and the cham realized that they had no choice. That the base of tinus had a, a monopoly. Amru, Hashem made everything for his own honor. Shenemar, everything, all the work of Hashem is for his own glory. You might say, why don't they bring the same pasuk we mentioned before? So the Masha says, when you're talking about something that people make, for example, they bake bread, that's called, that's a, the, the pasuk called Nikr Bishmi Blachvodi makes more sense. In other words, everything called in my name, become people are doing that. So people are called by Hashem's name, so they that that fits more. Here is called Paul Hashem, everything that Hashem did, and the Malashan, this ingredient, the Malashan, that the other people couldn't identify, and uh, only only base of Tinus knew how to identify, that's Hashem's creation. Hashem, Hashem made this malotion, and nobody else knows what it is except for these guys. So therefore, I use this possible. And therefore, they, tried, they, they brought the base of Tinus back to their original job. They recalled them from the miners. And the Chachamim sent, when they said, you know, we'd like to call you up and reinstate you, they didn't want to come. They had to double their salary. And then they came. In other words, they did that L'Shem Shemayim too, to teach the Chachamim that uh, we're going to charge you more to don't fool around with, uh, with this uh, holy work. So they used to take $1,200 a day, or $1,200 a month, whatever it was. Now they took $2,400. Buddha says, no, double. was usually it used to be $24. Now it's $48. Why, what's the reason why you didn't want to teach anybody else? In other words, we, we have to believe that it's more simply than, uh, than simply you're trying to corner the market. The same answer we had before. We are in our family. We knew Shabbai said also the chav. This basically the bias. The basically will eventually be destroyed. Maybe a person who is not who is improper will learn the avod of elfad was kachav mekach and he'll he'll worship avodazar with the same ketores and we don't want that to happen. 
even though the Chum didn't accept apparently their answer. At, at this point, we're assuming that that's what the Mashmah information. Well, but on the following thing, they are mentioned, they are praiseworthy because they never had a, uh, a Kala, meaning a young woman who, who usually perfumes herself. They never had perfume. They, their women always went without perfume so that people shouldn't think that they got perfume from the Ketorah. Or if they took a girl uh, for a wife from some other place, they, that was part of the, they understood that in the condition. Then the Tzema, they made a condition with her, Shlotus Basim. She was never allowed, in other words, all their young their young wives were not allowed to perfume themselves. Shlotus people shouldn't say, that they are being perfumed, they are using the Torahs, Chas V'chalil, to fulfill the words in the Pesach, Shnemar, V'yisim Nekiyam Hashem Yisrael, you should be Innocent, not only from Hashem, Hashem knows the truth, right? Klap Hashem knows everything. But even from people, you there should be full transparency. Tanya Rabishmuel. So at this point, we're assuming that the Chacham did not accept their answers and they were only mentioned for shame. Tanya Rabishmuel. Pamachas Rabishmuel said, One time I was walking, I was walking on the Ramatsasi, I want one of their descendants of the base of Tinas. This is, of course, after the base of was destroyed. Uh, I found Mart, and I was, I was, uh, I found one of their descendants. Amartilo Avasecha Your ancestors wanted to increase their honor because they wanted to keep the job always of um, uh, of either base of Tinas. It's not clear, right? They wanted to increase their vote. This is either the descendants of base of Tinas or base Garmo. And they wanted to decrease the honor of Hashem by keeping this for themselves and demanding a lot of money. Hashem's covet is in its place. Hashem is where he is. He haven't, you haven't diminished him at all. But your honor has been diminished because you no longer have a job because Beijing is not here anymore. Why is Hashem's honor in his place? So Rashi over here just says, So you have no more covet. But when we learned Shkolem, we mentioned over there that Hashem, that the, just the opposite, Hashem's honor is there because the Goyim see that when B'nai Yisrael doesn't do their Ratzon, Hashem, Hashem takes it out on B'nai Yisrael too. In other words, Hashem just doesn't, fay, doesn't let the Jews get away with whatever they want. If they're bad, Hashem punishes them too, and therefore Hashem's honor is in its place. Amr Rabbi Kiva. <coughs> Kiva says that Sochli Rabbi Shmuel ben Loga, Takes out that uh, Pamachas Rabbi Shmuel Logo told him Pamachas that he says one time this, this uh, Rabbi Shmuel Logo told him Pamachas once I and one of their descendants were walking with Sada the Lakad Asafim here we're talking about the base of Tinas because we're talking about not the Lechem Aponim but the uh, the um, Ketoras and we went out to gather herbs in the field very easy and I saw. Shabocha v'sochah. I saw him crying and laughing. Amarti l'mnebach v'sochah. Why are you crying? Amarlo. I remember the honor of my of my ancestors, which is no longer here. We used to be able to take these herbs and make the k'toras. Why were you laughing? Amarli shasak v'sochah. Lassir l'hashem. Eventually, will return it to us when the race of is rebuilt. We'll come back and 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 have that job again. What made you remember? We're picking here all kinds of herbs. What made you remember the Ketoros? I see that herb called the smoke razor, that special herb that you put into the other herbs, and that makes the smoke column go straight up. So I said to him, show me which one. I swore, we have, we're, we're all forsworn. We don't show it to anybody out of the family. I'm not allowed to show it to you. So that was one story with the Rishwal Ben Loga. 
Now Rabbi Yochmanuri has another story. And I found one of their elders, uh, one of the elders of that family, he had a scroll that listed the ingredients, the exact prescription of how much you need, the exact, um, uh, the menu, you know, not, not the menu, but the, uh, the proper, um, Michael, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the recipe. The recipe, the exact recipe of how to make it. You know, in other words, which ingredients, how to identify the ingredients, how much you put in, etc. Well, how much you put in, we, we, set, we have that in the Mishnah, right? That we say every day, Pita Maktoras. But to identify which ones, he had a Megillah with the sum of the other. Maybe there were, there were diagrams of that. So you can identify where, the 11 grains. Amartilo, may I not talk? He said, I said to you, where, where, I said to him, where are you from? I'm Artlin Beisaftinas, that's my family. I'm from that Beisaftinas. I found the Zuck, and he had this, he had this uh, prescription with the recipe there. And I said to him, uh, who are you from? I'm from Beisaftinas. What are you holding in your hand? I have here the recipe, the ingredients, the exact description. Harel, show it to me. So here, this elder gave in. As long as there were people from my family, who were around? We didn't give it to anybody else. We kept it in the family. Well, like we said, it was a, it was a, we we uh, we swore to keep this as a secret among the family only. But now, apparently, he was dying out, and he was afraid nobody would survive. I'm giving it to you, Vizarba, but be careful not to show it to other people, not to show it to the wrong person. When I told this to Rabakiva, Rabbi Kiva before told the story about how no, the guy didn't want to reveal. When I told Rabbi Kiva, Amrli Me'ata. Now that he's, they've given over the recipe and the ingredients, now we can't, uh, we can't mention their name in shame anymore because now they've given it to us. That was the story, how the story ended. But from the whole story about how base Garmin and Besatinus lost their job initially and then they, re- they reclaimed it, they were reinstituted, Omar Banazi Banazi said, you see, everything is minashamayim. By your name, they will call you. They will put you back in your place. They give you your own. Rashi explains over here, a person should not worry. Last Rashi on the page. plenty. A person doesn't say, oh, he took my parnasa. You see, he opened up the parnasa. They'll call you by your name. In other words, if it's destined for you to have this parnasa, Hashem is going to give you parnasa. Nobody can take your parnasa away. Nobody's entitled. You shouldn't say, oh, you know, I only made the money because this guy was nice to me or because I was lucky with this deal or I met this guy. No, it's all min hashemayim. What they're giving you is what Hashem gave you, not what somebody else gave you to. Nobody could take what is prepared for somebody else. Even a kingdom cannot take away from another kingdom. In other words, in other words that a, a person's, uh, uh, when a, one king is supposed to take over, he can't take over before the other person's, the other king's time is up. As we've had in other places also, that nobody can, one, one Malchus cannot take over from another one. Rashi says, when the Zman of Malchus comes, whether it's at night, Rashi brings down Psukim, whether it's night, during the day, whenever it was destined to come, that's when it's destined. You can't change anything. It's all Menashemayim. Hugris ben Levi. So we said the Hugris ben Levi. Why was he mentioned for shame? Because he didn't want to teach anybody how to sing. Tanya Kshunosin Kolo Benima. When he started to sing, Machlus Godel Latoch Piv. He put his thumb into his mouth like the way some people whistle. Menichas Bo Benima. And he put his finger. He put his finger, his forefinger, on his mustache. Right in the crack in the mustache, right below his nose. They were like pushed back from the sound. The sound that he made 
caused them all to go back. Rashi says near to Mechrazakal, they were like um, they they were um, uh, they were pushed back. You know, to speak. They were like deterred when they heard his voice. It like you know, it was so it was so amazing that they were all pushed back together at one time. Another Mefarshim say that the the possibility that that they all went back to sing. They all joined in, and like when a person when he sing, he he goes back to you know to raise his voice. You know, like 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 a chazan who makes movements. Somehow that uh, what he did. In other words, he had this ability, and he didn't teach the others. Tanur Abanan Ben Karmzar Lo Rotzalamet Al Maisa Haksav. He didn't want to teach anybody how to how to write. Like he had this ability to write, and he was able to write four letters at one time. Amr Lav Shayinot Al He took four pens, made as possible between his fingers. Himaisa Tevish Adams. If there was a word of four letters, Hayakos Masachas, he could write it all at one time. Why this was such a great feat? You know, like he was able to save time. Again, it was in the base of Migdash, writing what Megillahs that they wrote. Not clear why it was such a great feat, but it, but he didn't want to teach anybody else. Amrlo, Maritz Shalamet Kulan. What's the reason why you don't want to teach anybody else? Uh, sorry, they said to him, why, why is that you don't want to teach anybody else? They all found a reason not to, uh, you know, not, they all had a reason why we didn't, they, why they want to teach this, their trade to others, as we saw before with Beis Garm Beis Aftinas, right? Does he mention why, about the Hugris Ben Levi? Hugris Ben Levi in the mission, it says, he didn't want to teach anybody else. Doesn't say why he didn't want to teach anybody else. Presumably, maybe it's the same reason that the that the others gave. They're afraid the goyim will get a hold of it, or people who were improper, and they would use it, and uh, maybe they would sing in a reform synagogue with it. Who knows? You know what I mean, I don't know what the reason is that that. But they they all had a valid excuse why they don't want to teach anybody else. Ben He had no reason why. He he just seemed selfish. He didn't want to teach anybody else. They didn't say I'll be shown him there. So on the earlier ones it says interesting so from here the Gemara's mashma that when the Mishnah said we assume from the previous Mishnah those were good guys and all the guys in this Mishnah were bad guys from here the Gemara's mashma that Rishonim is everybody not just the people from the first Mishnah but even the Beis Garm Beis Aftinas and the Levium who Grispan Levi they had a valid answer, so maybe the Chum accepted their answer. Ben Kamsar had no answer for why he wouldn't teach his trade. So on him it says, V'shem Yisham Yerkov, the Pusik in Mishlei, it says what, that the names of the Rosham will, will rot. My V'shem Yisham, what does that mean, they will rot? Amar Blezer, Rekvivus Tala Bishmosan, their names will rot, nobody's going to use their names anymore. In other words, if you have a famous Russia, we're going to let the name rot. It's not going to be reused. Nobody's going to call their kids by those names, and therefore the name will rot away, so to speak. It'll just die out. Masa Ravina, is that? Yeah. Right, as I said, he didn't give a reason why he didn't want to teach it, but apparently he must have given a reason because it says that everybody else gave a reason. So his reason must have also been, that's what I said, maybe his reason was is that uh, is the same reason. That he's afraid that uh, improper people will learn how to sing that way and use it for Avodah Zarah. So, uh, but Hugus, this, the, but the last guy, Ben Kamser, you know, it was just a, it was just a matter of writing. It wasn't necessarily something in avoda in the base of Migdash. It was just a way he was able to write. So the Gemara, yeah, says that it's a Sefta says that literally. The same it was the same reason. The same reason. It's that's presumably what it is. The Gemara doesn't say, so presumably that's what it is. Right, but this is yeah. Sefta has. Yeah, right. Masa Ravina. So Ravina asked the following question. Maisa, you just said that names of Rasham should not be reused. 
people won't use those names, and therefore the names will rot away. The story of Bedoig Yosef. Doeg, the famous Doeg Achisofo, Doeg, Doeg Adomi rather, Doeg Adomi, was a Russia. So people shouldn't use his names. Now you find that unfortunately today in Israel, people name all kinds of weird names like Achav and, and the Nimrod and names that are not mentioned for good. And somehow people use those names. Better off with these made-up names that they use today, right? Story of Doig Ben Yosef, that was his name. Obviously he was named Doig, even though Doig was a bad name. Shenichu Ava Ben Cutten, his father left him away as a small child, Emo. I guess his father died or ran away. So every day she would measure her, she would uh, she was she loved her child so much that she would measure to see Bitfachim to see if he grew at all with her fist to see how if he grows. And whatever his increase in weight, uh, she was so happy that he grew a little bit, and uh, she would give his Mishkalo uh, whatever he weighed, the increase in weight, he would give she would give that as a donation to the Basimigdush, so much that she loved her kid. But when the enemy took over and they were under siege and there was a famine because of that, she had no choice, but she, like, like in the Klolos that we read uh, in the Basak, she, she slaughtered her own kid and ate him because she was starving. And Yermiel lamented about her, if the women, will, would women eat their own fruits? Their children that they pamper, that they uh, fondle, would, would do they do that? Meshiv Ruch HaKodesh, and what does Ruch HaKodesh answer? Ba'omeris, and says, In the Migdash of Hashem, will a Kohen and Navi likewise be, be killed together? And it was that way. In other words, these things terribly happen. But the point from the story is, is that um, it's a horrible story about how, you know, mother loved her child, but then at the end she ate him up. But the point is, you see that people did give a name a bad name, a name of a Russia, they gave it to a child. And there's what the Gemara says, Chazi look what happened. <laughs> look what happened to him. You shouldn't give a bad name. You shouldn't give a rotten name to, uh, to a, a bad name of an evil. You should let it rot. And when you give a bad name, look what happened. Amr of Lazar. Tzadik me atzmo. Tzadik, Rashi says it means through his masim himself, you could see, uh, you could see it, it could be mentioned for good. In other words, just the Tzadik alone, from his masim, he's mentioned for good. But Russia is mentioned for bad with his friend, not just by himself, but with his friend. We remember a tzaddik for good. From his this tzaddik, we remember him, we remember his good. In plural. The Nezim say Shem Rasha Yerkov. It says Rishem Rishayim. Among others, they will rot. And it was mentioned together. Amalei Ravina, Lom Rabbana, the Masad Ragadat Hakamei. Rabina said to, uh, or Rav Amnuna said to one of the Rabbanan who would uh, list the, who would used to repeat the narratives in front of him. Where do we get this idea that the rabbis say Zechut Salak of Racha? Where do you get this from? I'm like, what do you mean? That's a pasuk. The Ksivit says in Mishlei Zechut Salak of Racha. So how do you know? Where do you see it in the Torah that when a when a tzaddik is mentioned, we mention a bracha with him? The Ksiv Hashem Amar Hashem said, "I'm a chasan in me Avram Hashem Yosef. Am I going to hide from Avram what I'm going to do?" And right after it mentions Avram. He mentions a bracha. Avram is going to be a great nation, a great and mighty nation. The point is, when you mention a tzaddik's name, there's a bracha accompanying it. Because when we mention a tzaddik, we think of a bracha. So the zecher tzaddik is always going to be, a bracha will accompany it. Where do you get this idea 
that the names of Rosham will rot. If it says Vashem Rosham Yikra, again, that's the Pusik. He says, no, Mira Raisman, where do you see in the Torah? It says Vayela at stone. And Lot camped there until stone. He mentioned stone. He says, afterwards, as soon as he mentioned stone, as soon as I mentioned the Shem Rosham, we mentioned the Klala, they were Ram Chatam, and Hashem decided to destroy them. Hashem and Hashem decided to destroy them. So it was mentioned with a Klala, Shem Rosham will rot away. Amr Blazer. Tzadik dar bein shnei rishom v'lo lomad mesam. A tzadik lived among rishoyim, and he didn't learn from their masim. Russia dar bein shnei tzadikim. Russia was a Russian. In other words, it's up to you. It's, you can't blame it on other people. You have here a tzadik lived among rishoyim, as we'll see who that was in a minute, and he didn't learn from their actions. He stayed a tzadik. And Russia lived in among tzadikim, and he didn't learn from good from them. And the person does what he wants to do. Tzadik dar ben shnei rishayim v'lalamad masayim. Who was the tzadik who lived among rishayim and he didn't learn? That's Ovadia who learned, who lived with Achav and Izevel. He lived among them and he didn't learn from their masim. He stayed in his righteousness. Russia dar ben shnei tzadikim v'lalamad masayim. Who's a Russia who lived among tzadikim and he didn't learn from them for good? Zayisav. Zayisav learned with his parents were tzadikim and he didn't learn from them. V'yamar Rabbi Lazar mibechasin shal tzadikim atolam at et klala. From a brach of a tzadik, you you learn the opposite of a klala. And from a curse of a tzaddik, I told him a bracha, let's say, can we see a bracha, a blessing for the tzaddikim? How do we see that? Hashem said about Avram, who was a tzaddik, I know, right, from the bracha of the tzaddik, and Hashem is going to promise him good. Right afterwards, it says, right, from, this, from the bracha of the tzaddik, you see the clothe of the tzaddik, Hashem, from the bracha of the tzaddik, you see the clothe of the rosha, because right afterwards, Hashem uh, gave the clothe to stone. Kirab was very great. In other words, their outcry is great because of their rishas. From the curse of you could see the bracha for the tzaddikim. Same pasuk we just had, right? They were very bad. And Hashem said, "You." After you left from Lot, Mamo, go and you will inherit the land. And Hashem promised them all the good. So from the bad of a from the bad of a Russia, the klala comes out the the Hashem always remembers the opposite, the good of the tzaddikim. The world could be created even for one tzaddik. Hashem saw the light which was good. In other words, Hashem wanted to keep the world going because of. One good of tov, ain't tov al tzaddik. Tzaddik tov refers to a tzaddik. Shnemar imut tzaddik kitov. Tzaddik alone, one tzaddik for one tzaddik alone who is good. It's kedaya for Hashem to keep the world, as uh, Rashi says, vayar elokim esaor kitov, meaning that he's going to keep the world going. Rab daito Hashem saw in his in his mind this skyom haor shalolu b'shvil tzaddik shutov. Hashem was going to Hashem was going to keep the world going for one tzaddik. Velmer belazer. If a person, through being lax and on purpose, stops learning and he forgets his learning, garm goes He's going to cause exile for his descendants. You forgot the Torah of God. I'm going to forget your your children. In other words, because he and it's me to connect say it doesn't mean when he forgot it. Stam his mind didn't work anymore, or as we got older, he forgot. But simply. Because, um, uh, but, but, but rather because 
he forgot it on purpose. And Mephoshim say it's Mida Kenei Bayada says, Mida Kenei because he was Mazalzal in the Torah and didn't keep learning it and didn't keep it fresh in his mind, so he's going to be punished also. There won't be anything that is, because you didn't keep things, Marshall says, because you didn't keep things in your mind. A person will go into they will go into Golis where they can't have a pure mind for learning Torah and they'll be osik with just trying to stay alive and keeping away from the goyim. Um, all right, so so because of that, and also so Hashem promised that, and Rabbi Vu says Maridno so Migdulos will also be he will be lowered from his greatness. hadas maasta because you have despised knowledge, the Torah, and I will despise you from serving me. Hashem doesn't destroy one tzaddik until another tzaddik takes his place. Right? The, the uh, one rises and one goes down. Rashi says, even though, even though of course, uh, being a tzaddik is up to you, a person has his own, uh, you know, a person that's a free will, but Hashem knows who is going to, Hashem knows in advance who's going to do it, and also you know who's, who's uh, inclined to be a tzaddik, so Hashem knows that. So, before Eli died, Shmuel's son, so to speak, rose. In other words, before Eli died, Shmuel was born. Shmuel Aramasi. Hashem saw there were very few tzaddikim in the course of the world, of the 6,000 years that the world's going to exist, there were very few tzaddikim. So he went and he planted them, like, so to speak, one in each generation to keep the generations going. It's because for God are the pillars of the earth. And he placed these pillars in the world. And as Hashem placed them in different generations so that the world can continue to exist. Uh, the world will exist even for one tzaddik, as we said before. One tzaddik is the is the foundation of the world. That's what Rav says in the name of Rav Yochanan. Rav himself said, says, He will guard the he will guard the chasidim, the pious ones, Hashem's pious ones. He will guard. Now, how do you see that in the in in those words? Because he's darshling ragle ragel kemi leregel, you know, because of because of chasidim, Hashem will guard the world. Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. It says chasidov. It says in plural, not one person. You're saying that because of one sadik, the world can be established. One one sadik can can keep the world going. This says chasidov plural. Tuva mashma chasidov is tuva shmas many amram nachman Even though we read it as chasidov. But the read the 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 word the letters say chasido one chasid. So because of one chasid, that alone the world can exist. Another drasha from these the same pasuk is. Rav Chia quoted the pasuk of Rav Chidei. So Rav Chia bar Abba Rav said, once a person has lived most of his years and he didn't sin, Shuben Choti won't sing anymore. Shneimer Ragle Chasidov Yishmor. Again, what does that mean, Ragle? So now Rashi says he's explaining Ragle as meaning once a person is used to doing something, like Hergel, a person is, uh, has made a, uh, a, um, a habit of doing those things. So Shemar says, or Sofa Chasid Vishma, Sofa, the end will be. Ragle could also mean the end. Some say it means Ragle like, like, you know, he does it often. Some say it means a Ragle Chasid, Ragle, the end will be, well, he will, he will be okay. Or the Rebbe of Shiloh says, no, a person does it 
once or twice. It's not a sin. A sin. He had a chance to do a sin once or twice. He doesn't sin. This is like, now he's darshaning regolim to be times, like shalosh regolim, three times a year. So now we're saying ragle, if a person does it once or twice, once he's had two opportunity, plural, ragle, the minimum of plural is two. Once he's done it twice and he hasn't sinned, as he's had an opportunity sin and he hasn't sinned twice, shuvah nechote will never sin again. Shinemar ragle chasir v'yishmor. In other words, if he's had two opportunities to do it and he didn't do it, he will be guarded. Amr Shlokish, the Pesach says, Pesach says in Mishle, as we quoted Mishle before, if, he, if a person who's scornful, a person who makes fun of things, then Hashem will also scorn with him. But the people who are modest and, and uh, good people, Hashem will give grace. If a person wants to defile himself, we allow him to do it. Open the door, let him do what he wants. But if a person is coming to purify himself, not that we let him, but we aid him, we help him. What's it comparable to? To a person had in his warehouse two things that he sold. He sold neft, smelly oil, and he had a sweet-smelling perfume, balsam. If a person came in, and says, I'd like to buy some neft. Omelo, he tells the uh, purchaser, okay, go, you can measure it out yourself. Go in the back there where it stinks. You could do it yourself. In other words, a person wants bad, let him do it. But if he says, I'd like to buy some perfume, Omelo, uh, he says, wait, I will measure it with you. In other words, he also wants to get it. It means he, has, he wants to help the guy. If a guy wants to do bad, we let him. If a guy wants to do good, we help him. I will help you so that I will also be perfumed. <clears throat> we'll both get it. In other words, I'll help you. Come on, I will aid you. So we'll both gain by it. But that point is that if a person wants to do good, we help him. If a person wants to do bad, we open the door and let him do what he wants. Uh, and Avera makes a person mitumtam, as we say in Hebrew. He's mitumtam. What are you, an idiot? Are you stupid? It dulls a person's mind. Rashi says on the top line, O temes v'satemes mikol chachma. It stops him up. It seals off. You know, you know, it makes him stupid. Makes him dull. Shnemar veloti tamuvahem says, "Don't, don't defile yourselves with them." Vinit mesim. It doesn't say that mesim tome with an aleph, which is normally the way you spell uh, tuma uh, defilement is with an aleph. But it mesim like mitum tam. Vinit mesim bam. I'll take vinit mesim ella vinit tamtem. Right? Don't say that if you defile yourself, you'll become dull. You'll become stupid. Tanarabanan. Don't be don't defile yourself with these terrible sins, and you'll become, as we said, dulled or or defiled with them. Other metame atzmo. If a person defiles himself, maat metamano soharbe. If he starts to defile himself, he's helped with that. In other words, he gets he gets more he gets more time metamano soharbe. In other words, it's not that we make him tame, but if a person starts, that's the direction he wants to go. We allow him, we open the door, we let him become very tame. Right? If he's tame down here in this world, as Hashem helps him to do what he wants to do, is metame himself. In this world, also, if he's tame him here, he'll be tame over there. This is the opposite. And you, if you sanctify yourself, then you will be holy. Again, the opposite. If a person pur- uh, purifies himself, sanctifies himself, 
also harbe. We aid him and we make him very holy. Milamata down here, They him from upstairs, from heaven. If he sanctifies himself in this world, we sanctify him in the next world. So hopefully the Pshad is like the Gemara, only the guy with the, uh, with the pens. He was the only one who was remembered for bad. It's always good to remember it for good. When you mention somebody, it's always, mention, it's always good to mention somebody for good and sanctify yourself so that you will become holy. That's the end of the third parak, and tomorrow we'll continue with the Avoda of Yom Kippur with the Kohen Gadol. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tov.